So, just so that I know, how many endings do we need to give this podcast? Three, four, five? Yeah, just when you think it's over, <laughs> everything fades, <laughs> it comes back up, Yeah. someone else is crying, <laughs> you know. Hello and welcome. Welcome to the Movie Man Podcast. Yeah. With myself, Peter. Yeah. And Brady. Yeah. And... Potentially a recycled joke. Wait for it. <laughs> Emily Peter. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. There could be someone who hates Fellowship of the Ring and didn't listen to that episode but loves Return of the King. You never yeah. know. Yeah. Good happen. Hi, Aaron. <laughs> I, I am not my wife. I'm Aaron. That was Hi, a weird way to that was deep. That was deep. <laughs> you are not your wife. I'm not my wife. <laughs> That's what is, he's just, has a, I'm just picturing like a subliminal tape over mm-hmm. and over. You are not your wife. As he's like, I he's like not laying wife. there yeah. sleeping with a big <laughs> smile on his face. I am not my wife. And I don't need to be. Yeah. <laughs> and that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Welcome to our show. This is episode 202? Right? Uh, yeah. 202. Yeah. Uh, where we did something special for episode 200. Mm-hmm. And that is we start and we review all the things three Lord of the Rings films. Mm-hmm. And we are on The Return of the King mm-hmm. from 2003. Extended edition. Extended edition. The only edition. One of the few editions. One of the editions <laughs> that exist. My favorite edition. Yeah. I thought you were going to say my favorite film. <laughs> no. Which that's no. my prediction, but no, I didn't okay. think he'd release it <laughs> right. from the bag. All right. All right. All right. Although now I've got... <sighs> Brady plays, plays mind games with me sometimes. Yeah. So... For the listener, mm. a few minutes ago, we were just getting ready to record. And Brady's Shooting like, the shit, doing some tequila shots. <laughs> <laughs> and Brady's like, Pete ate the worm. I was like, don't do it. <laughs> hey, you're not my boss. It's true. <laughs> and Brady, what did you, you're like, oh, something about the two towers can be a bit of a lull. Yeah, like I was, if, I, so I said, if, if the entire trilogy was one big film, I feel like my opinion, and the opinion of many, would be, uh, it kind of drags a little in the middle. And now I'm wondering if that's just a mind play game and he really loves the two towers the most. Maybe. We will find out. Trivialize me. All right. Two questions for (laughs) you gaffers. Mm -hmm. Um, Number one, Mm -hmm. no choices. But the second one is multiple choice. You can look forward to that. The Lord of the Rings trilogy. False. (laughs) Sucks. (laughs) (laughs) The Lord of the Rings trilogy became the most nominated film franchise in Academy Award history at that time in 2003 or technically 2004 Oscars with 30 nominations surpassing which two film franchises? Godfather. And James Bond. No. (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, Sarady did get one. Godfather. Godfather had 29. Wow. And this, the other one that I'm looking for had 21 Oscar noms. I feel like it's not Star Wars. So at this point, we only have like the original trilogy. Yeah. I'm trying to think of timeline. Mm. Um, <laughs> How many Mission Impossible movies were out at that time? <laughs> not enough to win an Oscar. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> what else? What other like... There are some older, big... <laughs> films that have more than one installment the more than one installment is what's mm-hmm. screwing me up here mm-hmm. 
Uh, I'm trying to think of like Disney classics. With a lot of... The Little Mermaid and The Little Mermaid 2. <laughs> <laughs> the Lion King? Uh, or not Lion King, Toy Story? They technically were both out at that time, 95 and 99, but they didn't have 21 Oscars. No. Nominations. Yeah. Nominations. Um, they still didn't have that either. Um, homeward Bound, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll just tell no, you no, guys. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I, want one, I, want, I want one more guess. All right, what is it? Uh, I don't know. Give me a sec. Um, uh, I'm thinking, I got to think back further. I'm just thinking mm. like uh, Back to the Future. Oh, but it, no. Oscars though. Oscars. Great movies, but Oscars. No, not Star Wars. Not. It's going to be uh, like, no, not a rom-com, but like um, mm. something more drama. With more than one installment? Hmm. Hmm. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't I'm going it. with Star Wars. It is Star Wars. Oh. 21. Okay. As actually, as a side note on the Oscars, the uh, at the time, the Return of the King was the highest perfect score at the Academy Awards with winning 11 out of its 11, 11 nominations, which is wow. incredible. Wow. That's for this, wild. For this film, the iconic... Gondor to Rohan Beacon Mountain sequence. Yeah. How many beacons? Gondor calls for a. <laughs> and Rohan will answer. <laughs> How many beacons? After much deliberation. <laughs> yeah. After much soul searching. After much, well, we could. Yeah. We don't have to. Where was to. Gondor when we? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where was Gondor when I needed help? <laughs> I've already sunk the Titanic. I'm not going to march my men into. <laughs> so, you're jumping. Actually, I want to say that while you bring it up. Um, <laughs> Bernard Hill. This is the second movie featuring Bernard Hill, King Theoden, and Ever? Captain Smith. <laughs> no! <laughs> this is the second movie, let me finish, with Bernard Hill <laughs> that earned 11 Academy Awards and to also break the 1 billion worldwide mark. Oh, so totally so Titanic. Yeah. Titanic. Titanic and <clears throat> Return yeah. of King. And he sucks in both of them. Don't you ever... No, the character. <laughs> the character. Both? Both are boneheads. No. No, yeah. No. King Theoden? King Theoden, he, he's redeemed in the, yeah. in the last movie. Even he's, in the second movie, like, yes, he's a pompous jerk who's like, let's do it for glory versus the people. But I would never have labeled him as a jerk. And Captain Smith. He's redeemed right before he dies. <laughs> no, what, he was, he's redeemed by answering the call, writing it. I guess. Yeah. I guess. Um, like, Aragorn you. didn't have to really twist his arm to have him respond. No, that's no. fair. That much. Yeah. And um Captain Smith, like, he didn't make he didn't make the ship with less la- right lifeboats. He just answered the call. Yeah. He was supposed to retire, eh? That was like his, that last, was his last one. Yeah. He was like, oh, I'm gonna do this Titanic thing and then I'm not <laughs> gonna sail quits. anymore. You got that <laughs> right. <laughs> um Okay. So for the um Beacon mountain sequence. How mm. many beacons were used for the filming of this sequence? For the filming? For the filming. Like how many appear in the film? No, no, no. Like when Peter Jackson was in the oh, studio. Shit. Light it again. <laughs> Bring up another one. <laughs> when they were filming sequences, how many physical real beacons were on fire and like not just CGI'd? One. Uh, it's two. It's going to be two. Again, you guys never agreed on an answer, ever. <laughs> Brady was correct. It was one. 
Uh, one beacon was helicoptered up to the top of a mountain, then lit, and the rest were computer generated. Yeah. It's kind of like in Top Gun, 1980, whatever, 87? Yeah, there's only one real plane. It- no, there's only <laughs> there's only one real rocket, oh, okay. and they like reversed it, it like, right, they right, right, right. Manipulated it to mm. look like the thirty or however many shots were taken, <clears throat> right? Um, just some rapid fire stuff. Yeah, do it. Uh, this movie is tied with Ben Hur and Titanic to win the most Oscars in a single year. Um, there are twenty films that um, were the top. Grocer of the Year and Best Picture, Return of the King was one, Titanic was another, Forrest Gump, Rain Man, Sound of Music, Noticing a Theme, all iconic films in history. Um, all with great singable lyrics. Yeah. yeah. Also something just rare that a sequel was up for Best Picture and mm. won it. That was also mm. quite rare territory. Um, I think that's it as far as trivia. It was, it was interesting and I guess a sign of the times when they were figuring out like how to depict the demolition of the tower of Sauron. They wanted to make care is to not replicate or make it similar to the falling of the twin towers in New York. Cause that was only two years prior. Sure. So like the sound effects, how it actually came apart. Like they, they were very aware and hyper aware of not making it too similar. Mm. And, uh, Shelob's shriek is a combination of plastic alien toys, steam hissing, and a Tasmanian devil. Huh. Oh, yeah. A Tasmanian devil, not the Tasmanian devil. <laughs> 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 that is that is correct. Uh, yeah, that's it. Okay. All right. Nice. Mm-hmm. Have I... Do I have a queen sweep so far? I think... I don't think Aaron got any. Which well, is okay. I'll rub it in. Thanks. No! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, Return of the King. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, Initial impressions, yeah. Pete. Okay. What let do you just, think? Let me go to them. Let me see what I thought. All right, Aaron. Initial <laughs> impressions. <laughs> go. Uh, I, I went into the theater, and I was sad the moment the opening title showed up, that this mm, was the end yeah. of, yeah. uh, of the saga. Mm. Um, ha- like a, a, a happy sad. Mm-hmm. You know, I had the uh, same feeling when I just rewatched it this last week, but it wasn't till the end credits. And it's like a good 20 minutes of exigent, excellent soundtrack. So I actually sat through and was doing something while I listened. But I did have yeah. this feeling of sadness after watching it however many dozens of times in my life that I like, I, like it was just this event that I was doing every day this week. I'm like, okay, yeah, let's watch the next one. And then when it came to an end, I'm like, oh, oh, mm. Now what? That's impressive. You watched a lot of movie this week. <laughs> and in true Pete fashion, not in three days. For someone who can't do two episodes a week of the podcast, he <laughs> sat down and watched 12 hours of movie. This was honestly such an undertaking. Like, I like, oh, dropped sure. everything in my life. <laughs> not actually, but this was my life this week. He's got to beg for his job back tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, this episode I'm sorry guys. I didn't show up on Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> Uh. what (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay initial impressions upon its release when i saw it back in the day Mm -hmm. this always was my favorite yeah less so now um i don't know offend because i know people love this one got 11 academy awards nah screw them offend yeah (sighs) 
Frodo is so whiny in this film. Yeah, he's a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm glad you said it, not me. Uh, well, like, I knew you weren't. I knew you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel worn out. Like, I feel some of that dynamic that Frodo and Sam have in the book and what they may be intending for at times came across as just whiny and just really strained to me at times. Mm. So that whole dynamic, instead of fueling it for me, has always detracted for me. Um, another thing that I really noticed this watching of the three films, this seems like the thinnest plot to me. And mm. I know a lot of stuff gets wrapped up, but it's a lot of battle sequences. Yeah. It's a lot of wrapping up storylines. So like what I would consider the richness and the juiciness of fellowship and two towers of just like, delving into things and expanding on things. This one is very much like tying up loose ends. Here's a big battle. Here's the next big battle. Here's Mm -hmm. the next action sequence. So it just, for me, it's fun and exciting and it's still a great film, but it's not as rich. And um, yeah, just the Frodo aspect and being the thinnest plot were my biggest takeaways. Two new things that I want to observe. One's an observation and then one's a question for you guys. I just want to ask you the observation. Um, I just, the whole orc day in the life of an orc, like, it's awful. Like, oh, really? You're, like, I just, it's comedically. We nothing to eat but maggoty bread for three days. Well, I'm like, getting ready for get battle, like getting whipped. And like, <laughs> yeah. what, like, even when you're on furlough, like, what do you do for fun? Like, sit in a rock pit and like, eat rat? I think the only thing that could have made that whole sequence better for me is if Dolly Parton's nine to five was playing over it. <laughs> so, so that stuck out to me. Um, serious, seriously, though, I, I actually, for some reason, just felt way more empathetic to Smeagol when he is engulfed in the lava this time. Mm. I think I've always just watched it and been like, okay, he's a villain and it's a step to the end. And I was like, ooh, but like there's that millisecond before he falls in where he just looks betrayed. By everything that's happened. And you feel bad for Smeagol. You do feel mm. bad for Smeagol. I don't. <laughs> I mean, not everyone is completely bad. There's some good in him. Just like Anakin. I don't know. I feel like the good has the, been... The compassion for Smeagol, mate. For yeah. Smeagol. Save us all. Yeah. I would, say, I would say it's like one... I will acknowledge it's like <clears throat> 1% compassion. And like 99% like this guy's done so many things. he's mostly... The precious now. Yeah, He's oh, mostly yeah. Gollum. Yeah. Um, Gollum. <laughs> my uh, my question for you guys, and it's totally superficial. Gondor or Rohan? Gondor. If you had to live there and like raise a family or like embrace uh, like the armor okay. and the the, the the history, where where do you choose? During what period? Like Gondor with Aragorn on the throne. I would, hmm, oh, I would say no. Is that an option? I don't think so. I would say like in the events of these films, like if you were in your prime, that's when. Rohan before or, at, well, okay, <laughs> Rohan during the time of this film. Rohan, yeah, yeah. Because like Pat, once Theoden is back, yeah. Rohan. Um, yeah, I'd like to be, I Rohan. think I'd like to be Rohan. Just because. That, uh, you know, that Gandalf shows up in a tizzy and he's like, hey, we need help. Gondo's, you know, called for aid, mm. and we say, "Yeah, all right." And I get on my horse and and uh, go to the camp, and then, right, you know, I think ride Ro- for three days. And I think Rohan only because Boromir's dad is a capital dill hole. 
Like I genuinely don't want to be under that man's I, leadership. I always was Gondor because this might be a surprise to you. I'm they have very cooler uniform. I'm very type A and consistency and conformity. And so like the whole like everyone in Gondor looks the same, dresses the same, and it's like all whitewashed. That is a big surprise to me. <laughs> <laughs> but I've come to appreciate like Rohan and its rusticness and like its reliance on like an uh, enabling of like uh, companionship with horse and like their mythology mm. and like the whole uh, mythos that's around their culture. I think is just very cool and rustic. I'm just not a horse person. Like I, I would live either. in Rohan, but I don't want to ride a horse. But I think I could become one if I lived in Rohan. I <laughs> I don't want to scoop horse shit. It's like, not. It's mostly stable cleaning. Yeah, yeah I don't. <laughs> it's you know, it's funny. Like when Top Gun, came, I feel like I've referenced Top Gun about a dozen <laughs> yeah, times in these Lord of the Rings episodes. But like when the original one came out, and everyone like joined the Navy because hey, I want to be Tom Cruise. I feel like the equivalent. And then in reality, they joined the Navy and they became like cooks or like seamen or whatever you do yeah. on a ship. I feel like we joined <laughs> Rohan instead of like riding with AMA and like being in the king's, you know, trusted circle. We're just cleaning the stables. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brady, what is your initial impression of this film? Um, I went into it much like I went into Revenge of the Sith. Mm. Just thinking like, man, there's a lot that we have to cover. Like, We've got to wrap a lot up here. <laughs> now, is. they had the benefit of time. Um, cause this is a much longer movie than revenge of the Sith. Um, it's, this is a really good movie. Um, okay. it is certainly the most exciting movie. Yes. It is certainly the most heart wrenching of the three. It is certainly the darkest of the three visually. Oh, okay. Yep. Graphically. Yeah. <laughs> Um, spiritually spiritually <laughs> um, there are some issues I have with this movie okay. um, not as many as I have with with Two Towers and uh, interesting and ultimately interesting yeah ultimately it's really good I would say that this one for the longest time, Fellowship was my favorite. Okay. I alluded to the fact that I think that as kids, it's the most approachable. Yep. Um, but I would say this one now is probably my favorite. Yep. Um, just because of mostly character work. Just like mm. the stuff, the moments, the real human or <laughs> hobbit sure. moments. Yep. Um, that really... You know, this is when Sam really becomes the hero. Mm -hmm. This is when, you know, the fear of losing Sam as a friend Mm. because of Smeagol's manipulation. Mm -hmm. Um, Finally seeing Shelob. um, Terrifying. Horrifying. Because at at this point, like I knew, again, I, I was big into The Hobbit, so I knew that there were large spiders in middle mm. earth yep. uh, but we hadn't seen them this is our, mm. like our first large spider do you think it's more terrifying because if i remember correctly in the hobbit they have spoke like they speak right um so i'm pretty sure if i remember the book properly and the movie yeah only 
Bilbo can hear them speak oh. because he has the ring on. Oh. And and having the ring on is sort of giving him a peer through the veil of right. evil and nastiness. Right. Um, do, do you think it's... So that explains maybe why we didn't hear Shelob speak, so that answers that question. But yeah. do you think it's more terrifying that Shelob doesn't speak as opposed to yeah, Shelob oh, yeah. saying, like, yeah. get back here! Well, I mean, so much of The Hobbit is so comical, <laughs> though, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. when they kill the Goblin King and it's like, that'll do it. And then he, like, <laughs> falls over and it's like, what? <laughs> what? You're the Goblin King. Why are you going out you with a punchline? Yeah. yeah. I don't want to upstage your initial impressions, but you just bring, you brought up The Hobbit, and I just look at this film. Mm-hmm. We there have, are hobbits in this. We have, <laughs> yeah. We've got this orc leader who, in The Return of the King, who's mentioned by name in the book, but not much detail is given on Shagrad? him. Shagrat? Yeah. And he's mentioned in the book, and uh, from my understanding, like he's probably an orc, but not necessarily. And so the team, Peter Jackson, took the liberties of making him an orc and made this character yeah. come on screen. With piercings. With with a lot of things going on. <laughs> and Oh, you saw the, you saw the extended, <laughs> extended cut. <laughs> and it, it's fine. Like What they did, the liberties they took, it worked. Yeah. It worked. With the Hobbit, with the example you gave of like killing the goblin and it was awful. Oh. Even like the orc that there is after them in the Hobbit, as Og, yeah, it, like it's mentioned in the mythology of Lord of the Rings somewhere. Yeah, and so it's the same concept of like these two. And they're characters. like, let's make a whole right. thing out of this. Yeah, well, maybe that's why. So maybe that maybe you're answering my difference of why. What's the difference of it works in Return of the King and not in the Hobbit? And maybe it's just like he's someone in the Return of the King, but not too much. It's, it's the same reason. So the Hobbit book does mention. The necromancer. Right. But the movies take it really far. Right. They're like, it's definitely Sauron. And look at this. And Sauron's back. And here's Saruman. And here's... Did I mention Sauron again? And and there's once, once in it, when Gandalf is listing off other wizards that exist in the world, Mm. he mentions Radagast the Brown. Mm. And then we get like (laughs) all this like bird shit coming down (laughs) his head. And it's like, why? So maybe that's the answer. Taking it too far. Yeah. Mm. Money, 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 money. (laughs) Money! But this is your favorite. I think so. Yeah. It's the one I look forward to watching the most. Okay. And part of that is maybe because I don't have as much love for the second one. So I spend a lot of the second one like waiting to get through it to get to the third one. Yeah. Um, But yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, should we tackle this similar uh, in the past where we've gone dislikes yeah, yeah. and hit into yeah. the likes? Okay. Let's do who, it. who wants to spearhead? Aaron does. Aaron. Dislikes. Shit on this movie. <laughs> I dare you. <laughs> um, I mean, there's like coming from having read the books and I, I watched the movies before I read the books, mm. uh, but something that I think... I don't know if this is a decent criticism of the movies that you just don't get into the headspace. Uh, you don't know how someone is feeling in a film, mm. um, which is just, I think that's why Frodo just comes off as annoying uh, and just like, yeah, whiny. And you know um, where when you're reading the books, you like feel the, the burden because mm. you're in his head a bit more yep. of, of the oppression that he's facing. Mm. Um and I like I don't know how I would have, you know, 
done done, done that any better in the film. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just something that um, like having read the books, I just wish there was somehow a bit more of that that would mm. that would draw me into uh, Frodo more in the third in the third movie. Hmm. Um, hmm. Is that the only dislike? I'm working on it. You're working on it? Yeah. Because I've got a whole grocery list. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, some are sillier than others. Um, I, hmm, how should I? You know what? I'm going to start with the big kahuna first. I'll get to the other stuff later. I referenced in the past how I thought there should have been a sub-council at Rivendell when they had the secret council saying, let's have a fellowship of the ring. This is what we must do. We must destroy the ring. Elrond should have said, actually, before you guys leave, let's just spend 15 more minutes and have a sub-sub-council and just go over one thing first. And someone annoyingly would have been like, yeah, let's call the eagles. And they all would have pooped on that guy saying, shut up, we can't be quiet. But what this should have been is um, talking to Aragorn, saying, Aragorn, whether you like it or not, you're becoming the king of Gondor, and then we will summon this dead army, and then we shall destroy this ring. Because I think what bothers me about this film is it just seems so contrived, and even as a teenager, I thought it was a little contrived that we haven't heard anything about this army and that Aragorn has been so against being king to use this army. Like you need to be king to use this army. And so he wasn't even interested in being in king for the first two films. And so my understanding of the books is even in, you know, Aragorn was more open to being king throughout the novels. And so I, I look this up and I want to use this term do sex machina, I think is the way to pronounce it. Something introduced suddenly or yeah. unexpectedly to a seemingly resolvable situation, providing a con, uh, a contrived solution to that situation. Does that not just scream the, the, the king or the kingdom of the dead or the army of the dead in this film? That's my, that's my one main problem with this film. So one of the issues that I have is, sure. is, is this army. And it's because it's like, I don't have an issue with the fact that we haven't decided to use them until now. Mm. Um, But I did like, I think, I think there's a flaw in, and I don't remember how the book handles this. Mm. Um, There's a flaw in the film, at least to the fact that I feel like it's never, we never really have a firm grasp. We kind of like, very quickly graze over who the hell this army even is. Sure. Um, and I think that it, like, they were an army, I read up on it, they were an army that were going to some battle, and they were basically deserters, like they didn't go. Yeah, they, they just didn't show up. Mm-hmm. Freaked out. I'm assuming in the battle that we see in the beginning no, of the first film. No. Oh. So it's not. And it's that's not, no, it's it's way back. It's oh. um, yeah. Uh, okay. Like it's in the it's detailed way more in the Cimmerillion. Mm. Um, <laughs> Good pronunciation. <laughs> we think. In we, the Samaharalian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it's covered a little in a little more detail that like I don't know that they're all elves, but there was the the hidden elf like kingdom that was more hidden than Rivendale. And then 
yeah, it comes under attack, and it's it's another huge epic battle. Mm. Uh, and yeah, and this whole army, you know, uh, similar to a like a, a Rohan thing of mm-hmm. like, yeah, we'll we'll totally you know be able to call each other whenever you need help. <laughs> Uh, and they just don't show. They bailed. Uh, yeah. They bail. Um, they come up with some weak excuse. <laughs> You've got uh, theater so, tickets that night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so they get cursed for like thousands of years. Sure. They've been cursed. Okay. Um, yeah. And yeah, so they're, yeah, in, in the books, they're pretty much itching to to help, to be rid of the curse. Mm. So they're like, oh, yay, hooray, we finally get the... <laughs> I think... Know. I do think it would have been more from a story standpoint, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is like, this is a criticism of Tolkien, mm-hmm. not of yes. the movie. Yep. Um, I think it would have been more impactful if, you know, if the fight that they were going to was the last time we attempted to wipe out Sauron and you didn't show. We're going to do it again. And now is your chance. Hmm. Um, so right. I, do, I, I think it would be more impactful. Yeah. I yeah. always thought just was, having a little more context. About yeah, I thought it was history. a little. It was stupid that it wasn't mm. the same battle that we see at the beginning, right? Because I was like, to me, that makes sense, and that's what I just always assumed. Yeah, mm. and I yeah. think I thought it was that for a while too, sure. until I discovered it w- wasn't. wasn't. Yeah. Um, yeah, so and, I agree. And apparently, Sir, or, I don't know if he's like, is he Sir Peter Jackson? Regardless, Peter Jackson. I don't think you can be. He's from New Zealand. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know how that works. Can you get an honorary? No. I, don't know. I think he's just Peter Jackson. Peter, He's Sir Peter Jackson to me. <laughs> to you. <laughs> yeah, to you. <laughs> you have knighted him. <laughs> um, uh, apparently, he also had some disdain or some worry about having the army of the dead in the film, according to an interview. Um, but, obviously, he kept it for authenticity of... Mm-hmm. Yeah, remaining authentic Continuity. to the films. Um, so yeah, I, I joked around with the council, but that was kind of one narrative point that I, I guess I don't have a problem because you got to keep it in line with the book. But maybe just weave it in somewhere earlier so it's not just so random. Mm. And I don't know. I could have done without it to be honest, but that's just me. The other things I will just say are grocery list items. Like it's like this, 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 and it's mm. it's just amount of taste. But that's the biggest one for me, and it is a big one. Um, but the whole. Extended cut, obviously the theatrical people won't know what I'm talking about. The Witch King Sorry. and Gandalf, <laughs> the Witch King and Gandalf showdown is a little underwhelming because you've got these two powerhouses, just incredible, incredible, and then Gandalf just like rolls over, and like if it wasn't for like someone ringing the doorbell, essentially, I think he's maybe not walking away from this fight. Yeah. So that that's underwhelming. And I remember watching the trailer for the extended films and seeing like glimpses of that. And I was like, ooh, I cannot wait to see this. Yeah. And when I yeah. saw it, I'm like, did I, is there oh. like another extended edition that like has a better version of this? Like, yeah. Have you seen, do you know, do you know the story about um, the scene where Aragorn fights a, like some sort of troll thing? Yes. So it's, it originated with, they were going to have him fight a physical Sauron. Yeah. Sauron came back in like his full armor and everything. <laughs> Which. What? Yeah. yeah. And there's footage out there of it. Yes. Like they, it's they, real. They did the. Yeah. Really? Like they, effects were completed. Wow. And they superimposed yeah. the troll on top, top of it. And that's what you have in the film. Yeah. And then in between those things where they were like, okay, no, but let's have some version of this. They were going to have like an elvish version of Sauron appear only to Aragorn. And like that's what he's looking at. And 
kind yeah. of getting lulled by, but now it's the Eye of Sauron. Throughout the Lord of the Rings trilogy, the enemy of like Sauron's rival is not Frodo. It's Aragorn. Mm. The only one that Sauron really fears mm-hmm. is, is Aragorn. Yeah. Because he knows that man will rally behind and then he will be outnumbered. Which I have a problem with this as well, where, because a lot of times Gandalf references it's not within Sauron's even wildest dreams that we might think of destroying the ring. Right. And yet Sauron is aware of like Frodo being sent off by Gandalf. And he literally says, sending off, sending him off to his doom. And so I just don't understand how Sauron isn't aware of what's going on if Saruman does. I think that's because Saruman is, um, he's working with, like Saruman's plan mm-hmm. is to remember, Saruman's plan is ultimately to overthrow Sauron. It's kind of like a Sith situation. Right. Here. So yeah. telling, so, so it bodes the well. The only way to kill him is to gain his trust and get up right beside him and then, ha. Yeah. So it, so it doesn't, it doesn't bode well for Saruman mm. if Sauron gets his hands on the ring. I don't think I was aware of that degree of that's what he was Cause, going to cause do. Because that's his proposal to Gandalf. I think I always just took that as like a way to, to get him in. Yeah, I don't know if I ever no. believed that. Like I, because mm. he also just says the only way is either death or joining Sauron. So I assumed they they were okay with just being kind of servants. But yeah, yeah. Um, I don't I, think Saruman is the type of guy to be anyone's servant. <laughs> uh, a I little. Know if they, I don't know if they show that as well in the movies though as they do in the books. Maybe where in the books he's he's a total snake. Like he's sorry, Saruman. Saruman. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's he's a total snake. He can't be trusted mm. any any direction he's going. Um, yeah, I mean, we get that where, impression obviously with his actions, but maybe not to the degree that. Yeah, yeah, we don't get the yeah the dynamic of he's you know he's going along with Sauron because it's the easy thing to do and mm-hmm. it gives him some power, mm-hmm. but he's also trying to get a hold of the ring himself, right? Uh, uh, and even even you know once he's defeated and he runs off to control hobbiton uh you know he's still just a weasel <laughs> how does he get out of this conundrum like how does he go from the tower of orthanc to the scouring of the shower in the i books? think he's just banished he just i'm pretty but, like, sure they let him just go? like yeah i'm pretty sure we kind of strip him of his title mm-hmm. and maybe some of his power okay like we take his driver's you know, license his, yeah we take his stick um staff and uh yeah and I'm pretty sure he just gets banished in the books, and then you think that's the end of him until mm-hmm. until hobbits get back to Yashire. Yeah. And he's burning the place down. <laughs> yeah. Like it's 1999. Um, what? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I, this is just a, a an interesting thing I think I would have enjoyed. Brady, you referenced liking more content and loving, loving more content. Uh, they had filmed some kind of reprise or some ending showing like some of our main characters returning to their homes with a narration by Kate Blanchett. So kind of like a closing by return. So like say Gimli going back to his home, Legolas going back to his home and mm. some narration to go along with it. I I think I would have been okay with that. I think, I think Kate Blanchett was the right choice for the intro monologue. 
I don't know if she's the right choice for the ending. Who would you go with? Either Gandalf or Frodo. Hmm. Or Sam. Hmm. Like, I don't know. By the time we reach... By the time we reach the end, Galadriel feels pretty irrelevant. Mm. She's... Yeah. That's fair. She's done. It's not her party anymore. No. Yeah. She left. Um... I was a little, I just, uh, maybe Theoden is a bit of a jerk. I, I just don't get the whole, let's accept Mary's offer of his services just to leave him at home like a day later. Like, I just don't understand the leading him on just to drop him off. Well, he's cute. I think they, I think, <laughs> I think they see him as a kid, right? And you tell a kid, sure, yeah, you can help with dinner. And then you don't let them touch any of the knives. <laughs> you know. And the last thing, I think it's from a story perspective. Uh, the whole intro of Smeagol and is it Deagle? Yep. Uh, it, that is from the second book, from my understanding. Yep. And I, I guess I would have maybe been more okay with that being a flashback somewhere else, even in the third film somewhere else. Mm. I just don't think it, like, I don't know if it was as captivating or as, as maybe the opening that I wanted of the climax of a, it of feels, a trilogy. It feels thrown in there. Yeah. I... It worked for me in theaters. Sure. Like going back to like my first exposure to the film. It was exciting where, to see. Where, oh, you know, you're so pumped. Yeah. You've just watched, you know, the first and second in preparation to go watch the third in theater. Mm-hmm. And you sit down and and they're hitting you with something completely unexpected. Mm-hmm. That we're not picking up where we left off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're just going, what? What? Where are? Oh. So yeah. it, it worked in theater. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see it was a solid move in that direction. Mm-hmm. I think they could have just done a different choice and I may may have liked it better. Mm. Mm. I think that's mainly it. They're all just kind of grocery items that, uh, you know, tomato, tomato. The Army of the Dead thing is just a bit of a stickler for me. But what faults do you lads have? Uh, Well, Aaron gave his. Well, I'm sure he's come up with more because this movie's not very good. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, So I already said the Army of the Dead thing. I kind of echoed yours. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think what else I don't like. I don't, I feel like everyone's, everyone hates on the multiple endings, but I like the multiple endings. I do yeah, think, same. I do think yeah. that the transition between them feels like, I feel like the fact that they fade out every time oh, okay. sometimes is a little bit much. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like, like gaming just, you into it. Yeah. Like, you could have just yeah. like wrapped, you could have just like, you know, moved from scene to scene yeah. regularly. Um, yeah, that's what right. else do I not like? I don't know. I'm there aren't, with the exception of like the final push, mm-hmm. none of the battles really stick out for me the way that like Helm's Deep does. Mm. Like the Minas Tirith thing is like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but none of those fights are as epic as Helm's Deep. Like the Minas Tirith fight again is cool as a kid. And as an adult you can still Which appreciate I think it's it. part of the second book. I think it happens it at the end right. of the second book. Could be right. But it's it's it, it almost just gets to be too much. It's like, okay, Rohan arrives. Okay, the elephants are arriving. Okay, the ships are like it almost yeah. is just like, holy, how many cooks do we need in this kitchen that it just almost becomes too much? Like Helm's Deep is very simple, you know few versus many yeah. and it's just like good versus bad like it's very simple where this is just like boom 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 boom. it kind of feels like the battle of the five armies <laughs> it's not that it's bad. not that bad but it's <laughs> sorry from the book 
Right. Sure. <laughs> From the book, The Hobbit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love how we just hate on The Hobbit so much. <laughs> the book is amazing. The book is great. The book is great. I yeah, I'm I'm having trouble picking out like flaws in the film mm-hmm. because I'm I'm reinforcing the film with what I know from the books. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so it's not this glaring like you know this this is a gaping plot hole or yeah this feels like mm-hmm. you know because yeah the 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 battle at Minas Tirith is yeah it's so much mm-hmm. um, but I'm also you know I'm filling in all these extra gaps I'm pausing it to do mental commentary on you know how different characters were feeling during these different moments and mm. um so yeah i think i'm 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 definitely got rose colored glasses on with this one <laughs> <laughs> of like uh where where watching the movie is just helping me flesh out yeah the the story that i know mm-hmm. does um, it bother anyone the whole eowyn aragorn forced romance i think it bothers aragorn <laughs> like it bothers me in yeah. the book my understanding of what I researched, their first spoken lines to each other are not till Aragorn is outside the mountain of the kingdom, king, king of army of the dead. Sorry. Right. And so a lot of this, the lines that they've had previously in the two towers film are actually condensed in this conversation. So Mm -hmm. I I just, it didn't stand out to me till this viewing of just how, like I, I was constantly questioning why are you guys romantically interested? Like what, what, other than him being hot and you being the queen of Rohan, what are you, like? Why are you guys an item? Like, she just wants to feed him bugger soup. <laughs> like, other than forcing, <laughs> pretending to like her soup, what affection has he shown? You know, like I'm just like, why is he having to dump her the night before prom, and this being a big deal? Like, I just, yeah, I don't know. I think that that to me this time stuck out a bit more. I always than, pity her because one hundred percent, like. Yeah, he's he's either getting very little. At first, he seems a little oblivious to it, and then he kind of catches on. But he's, he's not very. He's not stopping he's, it. Yeah, he's also he's not very direct about it. Like he doesn't he doesn't just put a stopper in it. Who who gave you that necklace? The the person that you're still in love with and you think about constantly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the stairway is a bit of a misnomer. Uh, it's more of like a ladder of death that only hobbits could traverse. Um, is it weird how Legolas has no lines with Frodo? Like, I feel he shouldn't have been invited to Frodo's room after. Well, he has one line. Yeah, my bow. My bow. <laughs> like, I, the, if you watch, Frodo says hello, like, by name to everyone who comes in. Except for Legolas. Except for and I'm almost certain he just forgets his name. Yeah, who like, is that guy? Who is, yeah, the, that, the, right? elf. <laughs> the elf woman. <laughs> man? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. Okay. We, I'm sure there's more good things to talk about than I, bad. Well, I do want to... Oh, so sorry. One more yeah. thing that they don't... And this is... I think it's a little bit... I think it starts in the last one. Um... But then it definitely continues, like it's definitely featured prominently in this one. Mm. They do a really poor job. Like if you're just an average moviegoer mm-hmm. and you don't know any of the history, you're sitting here watching this movie going, okay, uh, so the elf gave Aragorn some kind of necklace and that means 
that oh, she's going to die now. Right. But, and then what, so is he not going, is he immortal now? Mm-hmm. Like what? And yeah. it's just not, they don't really explain it for the average movie. Goer. It's a little ambiguous. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's a beef I have. Mm-hmm. That's mostly it. I like how they. Wow, you like something about this movie? <laughs> well, you'll see where I'm going with this. <laughs> I, I I copied a line from the book specifically that I like that they embodied, mm. and uh, I won't give it the chapter, but this is quote unquote. Lord Denethor chomped on a cherry tomato like a filthy swine. <laughs> like, is he? How is he depicted in this book? Like. Very similarly to how he is in the movie. Like, he is that much of a jerk. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When he's, yeah. That's, there's like a scene directly where he's like eating a cherry yeah. tomato and he's got like seeds and shit. And <laughs> in like, the uh, book? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, that wasn't like no, taking it too far. Like, that no, was. No, he's yeah. a sack of shit. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, you're, you're reading the book and you, you're just like, I can't wait till this guy dies. Yeah. So they light him on fire. <laughs> yeah. Does he die by the same way in the book? Pretty much. I think so, yeah. Dysentery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Interesting. I, I said that foot like I said that as a joke. No, I no. kind of thought that was a liberty that they took. No, no. Interesting. No, he sucks. Okay. He's worse in the book. Because, <laughs> I mean, in the movie, he's just like giving up hope, right? He's just like, well, we're screwed. Well, he's a dick <laughs> you know? to his one son. Yeah. Um, Big time. And then becomes a dick. Oh, no, yeah. He's just a, like, he literally doesn't care that Faramir exists and then tries to kill him because he knows damn well that he's alive. Yeah. Yeah. It's so wild. You wish that our places had been switched. That is Faramir and Boromir that I had died in his place. And his dad's basically like, yep. 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 (laughs) Yeah. It's like, holy crap. I think Denethor is amazing, by the way. Like the actor. Oh, the actor. Like the actor absolutely. pulling it off. Like yeah. just yeah. just the tone and the vibe that he he's brings. A, he's you in hate sh- him within like three seconds of seeing him on screen. Yes. Yeah. He's in is- a he's in a TV show called Fringe. I, and okay. he plays kind of like a crazy, absent minded <laughs> yeah. professor guy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like it's weirdly one dimensional, but it doesn't feel one dimensional to me. And I think yeah. that's this actor bringing it and just mm. like <laughs> it is it's that's something. Good. Cool. Yeah. So what's next on your list? Things what, we liked? Yeah. I, we also just skip that part. I don't think there's anything worth talking about. <laughs> no. What did we like? Uh, I went last last time, so I'll go first this time. Works uh, for me. So much of it. Like I said, the multiple endings I like. Um, and can I jump in? I I agree. Like, I'm with you. They're they're good. I think as a kid, I was like, okay, here's- Is it over yet? Yeah. But is like- there's the whole difference of a story being over and like a narrative and a plot being over and the story wasn't over yet. Like yeah. the ring was destroyed. There's more stuff to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I love it. I do. Everything around Mordor is is tense yep. and stressful mm. and you know. So that's good. Um the final showdown between Gollum and Frodo is fun. There's two moments in this movie that make me cry. Without like I can pull it even without the context for the rest of the movie I can pull them up on YouTube right now and I'll cry um, and one of which is the best moment in the entire trilogy hmm. the first one makes me cry every time okay. is when they're 
they're basically at the at the base of Mount Doom. Which what a stupid name. Like, if you really <laughs> think about it. Like that was, you know, we've got like Erebor right. and <laughs> Durin true. and Mount Doom. Right. <laughs> like it sounds like something from He Man or like an eighties eighties character. The Tower of Orthanc. Yeah, yeah. Orthanc Baradur. <laughs> yeah. And then Doom. Doom. Mountain Doom. <laughs> Um, but they're at the, they're at the base of it and, Mm. you know, Frodo collapses. He just can't go any further because it's so heavy. He's like Mm. got scars and gashes in his neck from the weight of the, Mm. the chain. Mm -hmm. And Sam just goes, come on, Mr. Frodo, I can't carry it for you, but But I I can carry you. And he Mm. picks him up and I'm like, ah, (laughs) like it's so good. And then the other moment that I saw that. I know exactly which moment you're going to say. It's the best moment in this entire trilogy. I've got an idea, but it's one of the endings. Yep. Does that check out so far? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. It can be my moment. Okay. It's, it's one of the endings. <laughs> yep. It's the ending when Aragorn oh, is getting crowned. That's not where I thought this was. And people are bowing to the new king. And the four hobbits go to bow. Mm. And Aragorn just looks at them and goes, My friends. Hmm. You bow to no one. <laughs> and he bows. And so therefore Everyone. everybody else bows. Yeah. And they're just like uh, like they don't know what to make of it. They're kind of uncomfortable because they're just simple shire folk. Mm-hmm. That but yeah, just that you bow to no one. Mm. Like after what you have done, mm-hmm. there is no one that you bow to. And I was like and I just, yeah, oh, it wrecks me every time, every mm. time, because they're so humble. Mm. Not a single one of them would ever ask for thanks mm. or an, a, a reward. None of them are doing it for a payday, Yeah, mm. right? And so it's just, yeah, it's so good. Mm. Yeah. What do you think of my moment was? Well, okay. So this is definitely my moment then right. and not <laughs> yours because you are gravitating to the uplifting moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm drawn to like the darkest, uh, <laughs> the darkest moment. Uh, so I'm, I'm thinking of, um, ah, oh, dang it. I don't remember which one it is. It's Merry or Pippin. It's mm-hmm. one of them. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, and this is during the battle of, uh, of Minas Jirith. Okay. And the, the gate has been breached mm, and so the be, second gate has been breached. Mm. Be Pippin then. Yeah. Okay. So it's Pippin. Oh, um, yeah, and we're we're like we're almost yeah. at the top of like of of Minas Tirith, and mm-hmm. there's like one more door, mm-hmm. and it's just a door, yeah. and there's some trolls pounding mm-hmm. on it, and we're on the other side of it, yeah. and uh, and yeah, and it's this is embellished in the books even more that like oh. there is no hope, yeah. there is still a huge army down there, mm-hmm. just you know waiting in you know their turn <laughs> to get in the door, yeah, uh, like because you know that's how much room we got, like mm-hmm. we're we're done. We've mm. lost. Um, and then, yeah, Gandalf goes on this mm-hmm. spiel about, like, uh, you know, what it's like to die. Mm. Oh. Uh, and he says yeah, the whole, right. like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a, uh, you know, you're crossing a sea and you see the, the white mm-hmm. sand. and um, Oh, yeah. And he's like, and then he's yeah, like, that tell doesn't me more sound Gandalf. so bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the music kind of kicks in and it yeah. starts to build. And then when it's done, the music just and, drops. And Pippin's finding peace. Yeah, like, he's, he's finding like, yeah. peace. He's coming to terms with. Yeah. the inevitable death of you know mm. that he's that they're facing yeah um, and yeah. it's just like well you know because uh, <laughs> yeah there's it's it's fantastic in the books too that we we win 
like quote unquote win that battle mm-hmm. um, but we have such heavy losses mm-hmm. that there is absolutely in the book there's no celebration right. after we like mm-hmm. there's a little bit of relief of mm-hmm. like oh we're not all dead <laughs> Um, but then, and Tolkien just starts listing off mm-hmm. the, the, the noteworthy deaths that like, you know, this oh. particular, this particular village, you know, answered the call and came mm. and none returned. Right. None of the men returned. Yep. Uh, and this particular village or this particular lineage, you know, the father and out. the father and the sons all came and they're entirely wiped out. That entire family line mm. is wiped out. And this one over here, one one of the nephews survived, and he was the only one to return to his camp. Hmm. Uh, and it goes on like that for like I swear, like a page and a half. Uh, and and you're just, just like decimated. Shit, like yeah. it's just so like yeah that you're you know at the moment where you want to feel like we won, you just yeah. feel like right we barely won. We barely uh, won. And it's it's we I think it's so encapsulated much. well in the movie hmm. in that moment between Pippin and, and Gandalf of like of that that. Mm-hmm. hopeless well let's just mm-hmm. uh you know try and think that death isn't so bad because mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a magical moment in the film yeah uh, where i thought you were going to go with your um emotional sorry scene. i disappointed both of you. No! <laughs> i thought you were going to speak of the gray haven's departure ah uh, and with Bilbo. that really <laughs> well he's there with that little gremlin or what's left of him <laughs> But uh, I think that hit me more this time around. Kind of like I talked to talked about in our fellowship um, episode with Frodo and just the the with this big picture story that's going on, but then this individual story with him, and just it, it, it comes to manifestation and, and to its conclusion in this Grey Haven scene. And then when Sam leaves and go home, goes home, I, I empathized with Sam like. You had Frodo who, who who couldn't return to normal life because yeah. it had been ruined for him. And so not only did that ruin, not ruin his life, but it changed his life forever. But then you've got Sam who, he's Frodo's brother. Like he loves Frodo. And, you know, they're separated now. So like it's such a, such a bittersweet kind of closure. And mm-hmm. I just really empathized with this, you know, you are no longer able to see someone that you've been through so, so much with and that you care so much about. And that really just kind of hit this. Yeah, time that's around. sad. I, I do. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really sad. No, All right. Did you see that? <laughs> no, no, no. This is, this is, no, this is a, this is a part yeah, of the same okay. scene. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I do find that, like you laughed at the Bilbo thing, but I do find that sad too. No, no, no. I do find, because as they're like riding there. Right. Bilbo, who not in the films yet, but mm. like having read The Hobbit, Bilbo yeah. has was my hero, mm. right? He was the yeah. hero of my story. Sure. Mm. And to see him so ignorant to the events of what just happened mm-hmm. and just, you know, now that he doesn't have the ring, he's age like he's older than any Hobbit should mm. ever, like he's very, <laughs> yeah. decra- he's probably not, wherever they're sailing to, he's probably not making it. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting on that boat to die. <laughs> we don't know that. And. He'll be and, just fine. So, I never thought of it. So to have that, like, you know, like, do you still have that ring I gave you? <laughs> right. Like, nobody's even told him what this ring is. <laughs> <laughs> right. Nobody. Nobody right. has been like, hey, by the way. Yeah. That was the one ring that... Yeah. yeah. Small issue. <laughs> you know. 
Oh, yeah, there is something. This is why your that. nephew hasn't visited you in 14 months. <laughs> and in reality, it was like 17 years. And is whatever. missing a finger. <laughs> yeah. And is like, obviously has some PTSD. <laughs> has Yeah, keeps going. Ah, and, grabbing, <laughs> and grabbing his shoulder. <laughs> like... <laughs> It's so true. And also, especially because, like, what did Bilbo think they were doing? Here, you've just come for a nice, lovely visit. Take my sword and my impervious armor. (laughs) And by the way, what was that secret council about that you brought the ring to? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Do I? Am I the only one who hasn't said what they like? Yeah, well, we assume Do you have anything? Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> eh, I like a couple things. Uh, I do have some things that I liked. So, I already commented on just the performance of Denethor. It's amazing. There is, to me, I don't want to say perfect. There's an electric 10 minutes in this film where you... <laughs> <laughs> it's a four-hour film. <laughs> <laughs> but the, these 10 minutes stand out to me. We're like... This film has normal ebbs and flows of a film where there's yeah. emotional dialogue going on or things like that, but there's sure. ebbs and flows of intensity. And for me, there's this sequence that just like amps up and amps up and amps up. And unlike we talked about with Pelinar Fields and Minas Tirith, where it's like, okay, this is amping up and it's getting a little silly. Like there's going to be a space robot that comes right. out soon and it's just it's too whatever. much. This electric 10 minutes to me starts with Arwen's vision of the future and the implications that has. Then her piecing out to Elrond, to that then leading to Elrond rekindling the shards of, is it Narsil and making uh, er, Arendil? Whatever the sword is called. The sword of Arendil. Yeah. Yeah. Arendil. So then you get this amazing montage sequence of that getting built and made and the elves like just stroking it with their hammer. by the way, okay, two things. Don't say stroke. (laughs) (laughs) Striking? (laughs) They're striking it. They're not stroking it. (laughs) (laughs) Not that we know of. (laughs) What do you strike? What do you stroke with your hammer? This is a, that's... The, the, Sorry, other, the other striking th- with the sword with their hammer. Yeah. The other <laughs> thing I was going to say is I've, um, so for years and you see them less and less now, but for mm. years you used to like, whether it was at a flea market or, <laughs> um, or certain like stores, if you went into the mall, what? no, no, wait, wait, who knows if you, <laughs> if you went to, if you went to, uh, like you know, fl- uh, yeah, flea markets, markets, farmer markets, <laughs> an old man's basement. Um, no, <laughs> uh, or like you'd go to the mall and there'd be like a certain store that was like a really like kind of like an earthy store, so they'd sell like um, they'd probably sell like incense and some mm. Ouija boards and, <laughs> some and crystals, crystals and stuff. But then they'd also have like figurines of dragons and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, and often they would have swords mm, right oh, from movies and stuff like that yeah and there was always there'd be sting and you could yeah, maybe oh, get yeah. um gimli's battle axe and sure. stuff like that yeah i have always yes. wanted the king's sword it's, made so, in, big. it's so long it's like i, I don't know five it's, feet long it's, yeah, it's huge <laughs> but i've i want one so bad and you can get like you can just go on on line sure. now like there's like a hundred etsy stores where people are selling these <laughs> um and they're not like 
you can get one and it's like it's heavy and hefty and I imagine. you know um uh, and you can get them for like 400 bucks like they're mm. not crazy mm-hmm. um but yeah, no, but you used to, you know, you'd go to like the farmer's market or something that. and or someone like, would have a booth set up selling stores or, or they, these yeah, stores in the stores mall. Stores in the mall. I yeah. do remember that. Yeah. yeah. So you just stifle whatever you guys were. <laughs> I don't know. I was just so confused. It's just, you're just diverting attention from stroking. <laughs> anyway, this electric 10 minutes with Arwen's vision, then Elrond and Rivendell and building the sword and, and Arwen talking about like from the ashes, the fire shall be woken and the crownless made king again. And then just when you think like okay this is pretty intense like back to back then you get this sequence of Gandalf arriving in in Gondor and arriving at Minas Tirith and then the soundtrack just continues to elevate everything and then they ascend Minas Tirith level by level and the soundtrack just keeps up intensity until you finally reach the top and reach the tree and you look at and it's been like this 10 minutes of just like it started and it's more intense more intense more intense the soundtrack's bringing you along the implications of what's happening are just rippling everywhere and then it finally like just for me that 10 minute sequence was electric i do like when elrond arrives at the camp in that like velvety black cloak (laughs) you're not entirely sure who it is right what is going on like who is and aragorn goes in ready to like slay down whoever this (laughs) is and i love how just like elrond just like I'm here because I love someone else, not you. Yeah. yeah. I'm here on behalf of someone I love. Thank you very much. <laughs> I still don't condone this relationship. Yeah, but whatever. She's I made still think choice. you're bad for my daughter. Yeah. yeah. But we're all probably going to die anyways. <laughs> yeah. I'm off to the West, yeah. Western yeah. shores anyway. Let's so see whatever. What difference it makes. Uh, the last thing I like that I will talk about, a lot of things I liked. Uh, goosebumps alert. Even after watching this dozens of times, when Rohan an- er, arrives at Minas Tirith, and mm. Theoden's leading his troops on and he's clinking the spears with his sword and gives this, this speech and the music elevates things and then you pan out to the crowd and you pan out to the cheering and just again it just kind of escalates and like I have physical goosebumps like it's yeah. just an incredible moment an incredible turning point in the film but just visually it's it's great I feel like we have to talk about the rest of the fellowship during the battle of, at the Black Gate because there's like A you have Aragorn just decapitating the mouth of Sauron. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Which, right. if you watch the bonus features for, like, how they made the mental decision for, like, like how to... Like, they basically just took the guy's mouth and, like, enlarged it yes. so that it's, like, this terrifying, you yeah. know, yeah. Uh, Gandalf, <laughs> you know. And I have so a that's token like, I was bidden to show thee. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's terrifying. And then yeah. Aragorn's whole, but it is not this day speech mm. that he, like, rallies his army with mm-hmm. is yeah. so good. Yeah. Um. Then the whole, for Frodo, and they all, like, you know, just mm-hmm. charge. Yep. And then the moment when all of the when it's clear that the ring has been destroyed mm. Mm. and everyone's excited mm. and then <laughs> the, the mountain, mountain explodes, explodes. Yeah. right and everyone's face just like Sink. just shock comes yeah. over yeah. and it's like cuz they know he has to be in there right now like that's mm-hmm. where he is yeah mm-hmm. But there's so many powerful moments there. And you get, I think it's Gandalf's face. One of the fellowship, you just get this single teardrop starting to come down yeah. to. And it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And I like yeah. when when Aragorn cuts off the uh, the head of the, and Gimli says something like, well, that concludes negotiations. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> it's it's so like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, 
What's next on the list? Uh, so we've done dislikes. We've mm-hmm. done likes. Mm-hmm, sure have. <laughs> I guess we would talk about, is this truly a perfect film? Or no. uh, is it relates to the series? Is it a perfect series? Or is this the best chapter of the series? Who want, Aaron, would you like to go first? You don't have to I, if you would rather wait. I, I'm, I'm branching back. But I feel like we have to give a shout out to... Uh, to uh, what's her face? Um, Emily Mater. No, 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 no. <laughs> the the girl who defeats the Witch King. Eowyn. Eowyn. Yep. Yeah. Forced- I am no I man. I am no man. And uh, like we can't we can't have a podcast talking about this film without yeah. giving a shout out to that strong That's female a lead. Badass moment. Where it's just like yeah no this this woman is yeah <laughs> there's there's not a lot of strong female leads uh, in mm-hmm. in the whole in the whole series. Mm. Um, yep. But uh, just three yeah. really. Who? Her, Arwen, and Kate Blanchett. And, yeah, yeah. Galadriel. Is that it? Yeah, that might be it. There's even fewer in the Hobbit. It's yeah. just that made-up chick. <laughs> yeah, Which they're one? like, we're gonna shoehorn in a love interest here <laughs> yeah. for yeah. one of our right about there. Yeah. I think Eowyn is incredible. Something that's different in, from the books is, I guess, there was some mystery around who the, the. I guess there was like a mystery character who went off to battle. And then from my understanding in the book, then she reveals herself to be Eowyn. And Mm. it's less of like in the film where we know it's her the whole time. Right. Do you think there would have been, uh, and I'm not sidestepping the whole point of a strong female lead because I agree she's incredible and shout out. Do you think her... If that was the first moment we realized? (laughs) Yeah. I wouldn't have recognized her personally. Because I'm not good with faces in films. Yeah. Uh, and I would have been like, wait, who is that again? This, this is an important moment. I don't, I'm not tracking. So I, I needed the lead up. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it'd be hard in a film to just be like, why are we watching this random person? I yeah. think there's something to be gained and also something lost. Yeah. Um, I do think, I think I would have recognized them, mm-hmm. her, and that would have been a cool, powerful reveal mm-hmm. yeah having said that we lose sort of that relationship building between her and mary mm-hmm. um and then yeah we just lose that cool relationship building between her and mary mm-hmm. where they're neither of them are supposed to be a part of this battle mm-hmm. and both of them are going to ride in together mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah so and they yeah it so, is, that's true. It is an important relationship. Something they have so gained, much, something lost. Yeah, commonality between them. Yeah. yeah, I think it's fine the way it is. Yeah, stop trying to change it. No, <laughs> I will not. Uh, sorry. So, what were we supposed to be talking you're about? Supposed right? to, you're supposed to tell us: Is this a perfect film? No. Is it your favorite film? No. Is it, <laughs> sorry, I'll let you answer. And uh, what? Uh, just how it relates to the series. Yeah. I mean, it's the, uh, like it has, it's the crescendo, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And so like it, without the lead up, it's not much on its own. Um, You Mm -hmm. know, if you're only going to see one, don't just watch The Return of the King. Mm -hmm. Um, Because yeah, you're you're not going to appreciate the crescendo. You'll just be like, this is a really noisy movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) um, So... But I mean, yeah, you're you're not going to enjoy watching the first two mm-hmm. and not getting some closure. Right. <laughs> so. Yep. Um, I think on its own, uh, or 
Yeah, it's it's solid. I I enjoy it very much. On uh, it on I mean, its on its own, you're saying yeah, you can't watch it on its own, and it's not the best of the three. But as a one long story that's being told, do you think it does justice to what we've done? Yeah, it absolutely does justice. Okay. And I mean, it yeah, it, it got the awards <laughs> to prove it. Right. Um. That yeah, I I think it's I think it's number two for me. Okay. Um. So it's yeah, I would say it's the my second favorite film. Okay. Of the three. And your first one was the Fellowship. Yeah. Yeah. So you hate Two Towers as well. I don't hate it either. But okay, it's, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> There'll be a long two hours I coming up. Um, so, okay. Uh, it's not perfect by definition of the fact that I listed flaws. Um, I do think it's my favorite mm. just because it, it tugs so heavily on the heartstrings. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I do think it, it, does a perfect job of of wrapping everything up playing mm-hmm. on the story that we've built so far um and really driving home i mean that's the thing right like when you've done such a good job of building up over two very long films over almost eight hours mm-hmm. it would be very easy to not stick the landing mm-hmm. uh yeah. but they did they stuck mm-hmm. the landing Yep. And it it's impactful and, you know, even just lines like, you know, when when Sam realizes Frodo's alive and he's like, Samwise, you fool, right? And he's like talking to himself or like when Frodo tells Sam to hit the road, mm-hmm. I don't need you and go home. <laughs> and, and Sam just like starts crying mm-hmm. and he says, you don't mean that. Mm. right and it's just like it's but it's so damn good mm. yeah yeah so I, I i think it's my favorite um it's not flawless but i think it has the fewest flaws mm. no i think no that's not true <laughs> i think fellowship <laughs> of the ring has the fewest flaws Plus. um but i think this has the if we're looking at the amazing best moments mm-hmm. i think this has the highest percentage of this them. Mm. this takes your breath away more often yeah yeah that's fair uh, yeah, for me, it's not a perfect film, and it's my least favorite of the trilogy. So Least favorite? It's my least favorite. Uh-huh. Um, he yeah. doesn't like happy endings. <laughs> mm, yeah. It is just a notch below the rest. Um, when I was a kid, I used to just, this was my favorite. And I think just like I said, as an adult, it has less of the rich, emotionally charged stuff that the first two films have. Mm. And so I, I like this one a little less. Um, but it's one big story the sum of all the pieces mm-hmm. are greater than one individual and yeah. it's a great long story and it ends well. So it's someone's got to be in last place and to be last place in this film trilogy is nothing to s- no. sneeze and at. Last place is the Hobbit. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So any yeah. one of them take you. <laughs> <laughs> definitely some things I would change for this one, but actually the Hobbit films just get worse as they go. The first one's not, the awful. first one's okay. There's like, a couple I, of big issues I have with it. The second one is like, oh, this was yeah. not as great as the first. And the third one is like... The, the first one, there's the occasional Sunday afternoon where you're brewing a tea and you go, I could, I could go for a rewatch of the theatrical cut of this one. Like, yeah, I, I see, could go for that. Unfortunately, and this is a big, this is a big flaw. Mm. Both The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. 
if you own the extended cut, yes, you only own the extended cut. Mm. And it's like, why? Just give me a theatrical thing yeah, and take out the, the scenes that, yeah. yeah. Mm. I I own both. I got um, them as a gift. And it turns out we got the wrong one. Someone gifted you The Hobbit? So, no, someone gifted me and an, cut H, them from your life? an HD DVD. Blu-ray. Oh, HD. Oh, what? The 4K Blu-ray? Yeah. So I needed a special Blu-ray a player to play Blu-ray them. 4K Blu-ray player. And yeah. I didn't have that. So I had to use the digital download. And as oh, such, yeah. I have access to all six, like oh, okay. extended yeah, and yeah, yeah. non-extended. Mm, yeah. yeah. I'll, take your, I'll take your disc. Do you actually, do, would you use it? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Is it for the theatrical one? I'd have to look. We can figure this out when the yeah. audience isn't listening. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. We have, no, we have to. I'll rip it. So, yeah. All right. I'll rank it, sir. Zero to ten. Aaron. It's it's an eight. Oh. I think. Two steps down from the fellowship. An 8.3. <laughs> so, it's better <laughs> than the... Oh, no. Sorry. No, he gave it Two a ten. Seven. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. sorry. I yeah. gave it a ten. Yeah. Oh, right. You only have one ranking system. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, sorry. That's it. That's all you get. Yeah. <laughs> Me as well, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I'm going to be a bit more savage. Mm. Uh, not quite as savage is responding about the mightiest man being pierced by one arrow and then talking about someone's son being pierced by many. Like, what? When, when Pippin tells, like, Oh, uh, he's like. By the way, your son died horribly by like getting shot four hundred times. Yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah, I think yeah. he could have just left that part out. Thought that was a little savage. Uh, no, I would, man. <laughs> he's a he's a warrior. Yeah, can't just say, oh yeah, he got hit in the leg with a bow and arrow, and then he just went down. That I don't. Was it. I, I, what I, a I, I don't. <laughs> I think my just point ran off is cried. I don't think you need to give a play by play of what happened. I think saying he died valiantly saving our lives is enough. No, come on. This if is I the get, age of storytelling. Yeah, if like, I get, yeah, he doesn't. I guess in that you context, gotta, you got to give the heroic death. You he gotta doesn't point have out the Netflix like, or anything. Yeah. <laughs> tell me, tell me the story of how my son was brutally murdered. <laughs> He's gonna picture. want details. I'm yeah. planning on killing my own son tomorrow, so it's okay. <laughs> I can handle it. Yeah. <laughs> two things. He does this while eating cherry tomatoes. Yeah. The other thing, he sounds suspiciously like the emperor. Which, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me. Let, it, let the story flow Tell through you. Yeah. Give me the story. <laughs> do it. Um, <laughs> do it now. Uh, of all the things on his plate, all the things he had access to there, who's mm. going for cherry tomatoes? Okay. The guy's got like meat and cheese. That's and like a garnish. And shit like That's that. like, hey, yeah. it's there, but you don't have to eat yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, ah, it's the potatoes. I didn't eat the potatoes, but the parsley. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! To die for, yeah. like my son. All right. <laughs> Start ranking it. So I would absolutely, highest of my of my ranking scales, it's worth the seeing theater. in the theaters. No question. Even if it's the least favorite. I gave it an eight out of 10. Oh. Still respectful. Oh. Still, I, I was trying to gauge how I ranked them. And at one point I thought this would be a seven, but I thought there's too many good things about this. To yeah. be a seven. This yeah. electric sequence that I talked about, all the things we've talked about that we've agreed on, a seven is too low. So it's it, it's not higher than an eight, but it's an eight, and that's all respectable. Right, all right. All right. Would you do, like, so you'd see it in the theater and you'd see the extended edition. Mm-hmm. Would you sit through, like, if there was like a half hour in between them, would you sit 
through like an IMAX back to back to back Lord of the Rings marathon. 100%. So. Yeah, yeah, even the extended edition, like a 12 <sighs> sure. hour marathon. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah. I've, That'd be a lot of fun. I would do it. It would take a lot. I've only done like back to back, not in IMAX, but just in like the living room yeah. once. You and bring like sleeping bags and neck pillows and stuff oh, like that. By the like, end, I was like, it's like, it's not just like sleep deprived because it's not like 12 hours is not that much, mm-hmm. but it's just like such an intense ride that by the end you're like, there's fatigue. So, there's yeah. fatigue. So yes. because we're wrapping up our trilogy here, <laughs> I will say this is a, this is a hot take. That's I truly believe that the, not the only way, mm-hmm. but the absolute superior way mm-hmm. to watch the extended edition, the longest versions there are, mm-hmm. is in one sitting, mm-hmm. is in one marathon. <laughs> and there's people out there who hate that and find it stressful, but mm-hmm. you, when you do it this way, mm-hmm. right, and you lose this even if you watch it three nights like, you know, one after another. Yeah. If you sit down and you embark on this marathon mm-hmm. of a marathon. Yeah. By the time it's done, you feel the journey that's happened. You feel the exhaustion that our characters feel. Mm-hmm. You feel mm-hmm. emotionally like the roller yeah. coaster you've gone on. Is, same, same with Back to the Future. The best way to watch Back to the Future is is all three in one sitting because it's like, because those literally like overlap each other. Right. Mm. Um, But yeah, Lord of the Rings extended edition as a 12 hour marathon. It's a beast and not the Hobbit. You don't have to do the Hobbit. It's not a beast or it is a beast. It's a beast of a thing Mm. to do. Yeah. But it's, if you haven't done it, you have to do it at least once Mm. because it is, you just feel this, you really feel the story in a way that you don't when you're kind of like breaking it up. Mm. I would I would add to that by saying, yeah, you should watch them all in one sitting, and you should eat a nice halfling uh, halfling meal at the beginning. Yeah, while you're still in the Shire or the films, yeah. and then not again, so that you're hungry. so that you are hungry during the second and third films. Uh, Question. Because, because, uh, so I listened to the audiobooks uh, yeah. while I was uh, I was biking into Hanover. So I had a long bike ride. Like I today, to the audio books. Uh, no, no, no. no. Oh, this okay. is a couple of years ago. Uh, oh, okay. over over summer. Sure. And uh, yeah, so I'd be biking home, and it would be like supper time, and there would just be these, you know, Tolkien's <sighs> descriptions of like how hungry Frodo and Sam were. And Sam would be talking about, you know, oh, oh you know, I remember the such and such pancakes that so and so would make and the way that the, the butter would melt. And, the Shire. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. And, uh, and yeah, and you'd just be so damn hungry listening to this thing. <laughs> and uh and yeah, the guys boys don't get to eat. Mm. They're just walking, you know, have a little more a bit of lamb to spread, like yeah. Um mm. and uh so yeah, i I highly recommend <laughs> so, listening to the audiobooks, they're fantastic, or or watching the films hungry. Mm. So I will uh, do you'll, that. You'll just be in there more. I will do that. <laughs> as long as once we defeat Isengard, I get a little bit of pipe weed. Because I feel mm. like that's mm. yeah, a little know, bit of a celebration. Just a and salted pork. And salted, salted pork. pork yeah. Salted pork and pipe weed. <laughs> <laughs> and then throughout the third movie, you know, just grog, just just yeah. something <laughs> yeah. really awful. <laughs> what are ho- you can have muddy water? Muddy, yeah. yeah, you mentioned like Lord of the Rings inspired snacks. Like, what actual snacks would you make? 
for like a watching party? Uh, definitely at the beginning, yeah. Cheese and breads and yeah. red wine and, mm, and yeah. grapes and yeah. anything that, you know, uh, and more cheese, <laughs> cured meats, yeah. right? Stuff that you would keep like in a pantry. Sausage. Sausages. Sucuderic. A charcuterie, Nice basically. crispy bacon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've saved some for you. And all the comforts of home. Um, <laughs> then what else would you do? I mean- you could make venison. You could make someone like Aragorn. You could make lambless bread, sort of with yeah. Like I'd, I'd make some sort of knockoff baked pitas or something into like a, like a yeah. thick yeah. pita type thing. Yeah, or like naan. Oh yeah, yes, naan. yeah, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, mutton. <laughs> make mutton. Yeah, soup. Soup, like really nasty, rank, nasty <laughs> with like lard in soup. it, pieces of <laughs> and then and then carrots and mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. carrots. Yeah, carrots. Yeah, yeah. carrots. Yeah. Uh, did you I give both? Yeah, something. you gave both ratings. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Eight yeah. and theater. Yeah. What do you give it out of ten? I gave an eight point six to the lot to the first one. Yeah. Spoiler alert, we haven't recorded the second one yet. So we don't know what that is. <laughs> uh, I give this one a 9.4. Ooh, all right. Yeah. So just to be clear, because I'll bring it up again. I've like, done it a million like times. Claritin? <laughs> <laughs> you gave a higher score to Top Gun Maverick than to Return of the King. Within the context of, of Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, the trilogy is like a 9.9 out of 10. Sure. But this individual facet is a 9.4. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. If that makes any sense. Sure. Give us our it's first ending, system. Aaron. You can do whatever you want. Give us our first ending. <laughs> thanks Thanks for listening, you guys. I'm really glad you all came. <laughs> you mean you're leaving us? <laughs> what do you mean? No, I don't mean you two. I mean the audience. Oh. I was talking to the audience. And Bilbo, who's shriveled up in the corner here. <laughs> yeah, Bilbo, who looks like an unresurrected Voldemort over there. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting for a little blood sacrifice. <laughs> Some unicorn blood. Give us our second ending, Pete. Thank you for joining us, Aaron, for th- this trilogy. And um, yeah, we yeah. we enjoyed having you. See you again, episode Thank you, 400. Mm-hmm. Thank you, yes. When we do The Hobbit. The Hobbit. Oh dear oh God! Please no. Can we just do the the fan the four hour fan version of the Hobbit? Yeah. I want to it check is a, that it out. It is a better film. So it what? Is. It is a How better many, film. So what? In the actual films, what? That's like seven hours of footage. So it's condensed to four. I think is it's condensed right? to like three and a half. It's kind of like, like the Phantom Edit. There's a, there's a version of the prequels like that. Mm. Yeah, where they're all just like where basically it's the third movie with like five minutes of the first one <laughs> yeah. and five minutes of the second one, <laughs> and then the third movie, and then yeah. the third movie. Yeah. Uh, sorry, okay. So so I watched I watched this this fan edit of The Hobbit. Yeah. And I I couldn't tell what they had cut. Huh. I didn't I necessary. didn't miss, didn't miss any it. of it. There was no like, <laughs> oh, they forgot to No, that was like, what? yeah, I think I saw all of the important things. <laughs> that's like, all that, I that needed. Seemed, that seemed like the book. <laughs> that was yeah, that was it. Yeah. Oh, so, except yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, that? yeah, thank you for joining us everyone for uh 200 plus episodes check out our socials below like follow subscribe leave us some comments check out our patreon help support the show and um stay tuned for future exciting things like what i don't know what are you planning? like we've done lord of the rings so there's nothing else to do <laughs> yeah. as well we've just peaked roll over and die now yeah like fair <laughs> yeah well not quite but. <laughs>
<laughs> his dad would have liked him too. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> this is weird. Thank you for not asking me to do an ending. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. You never do the ending. I feel bad. Yeah, but we were going around doing endings. That's right. the whole point. We're supposed to have a lot of endings. Brady, right? you have your ending. No. Fade to black. No. <laughs> Just kidding. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to Hobbit. Hobbit.